Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I hate to break it. We're not the same as anyone here. But we can take it. We're sure to ground around or we're queer. I got a feeling we are onto something here. The comedy panel show starring you, the hive mind of the audience. And if you're worried, the trouble might be coming your way. Get it together, I think that's what I heard the man say. I got a feeling we are gonna be okay. your host, Abigail Shaman, and this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show in which we scour the whole planet for fascinating things to build funnies out of. Talking of funnies, please welcome today's comedian. <laughs> On my left plane for Pop Pop, we have Radu Isaac and Sophie Ducker. <laughs> And on my right plane for 800 years, we have Allison Spittle and Brona C. Titsley, everybody. <laughs> 800 years. However, did you come up with that? Well, why don't we get Ned to explain <laughs> what well, 800 years? You know what? Years. Don't take the voice away from the Irish women to explain <laughs> our own oppression, Allison. <laughs> it's yes. short for 800 years of the bad shit the English did to us. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> For which we personally blame Ned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, got me a theme on this show. <laughs> but, you know, I, I didn't... I'm yeah, sorry about it. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> As a woke white male, that's all you can do is just constantly apologize all the time. Yeah. Panelists, what makes you diverse? Brona, what makes you diverse? Uh, first of all, I'm Irish. I don't know if that's come up yet. Um, and that does technically make me diverse in this country, even though it's weird to bring it up when also being Irish means my skin is as pale as the winter snow. Um, I was actually, I was in Morocco last week and I was walking down the street and a man just shouted, Snow White, at me. Um, I know. I mean, I was sort of at first kind of like offended at being catcalled, but then I was also like, oh, maybe he thinks I'm hot enough to live with seven men. <laughs> But actually, speaking of seven men, I should mention that I'm also diverse because I am bisexual and I'm married to a woman and the woman is brown. Oh, oh very yeah. nice. The so trifecta. you have a diverse partner. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
Uh, Alison Spittle, what makes you diverse? I, I've no trifecta. I only have nationality, and that's I'm Irish living in London at the moment. So um, Very good, very diverse. It's weird because I live in Camden, and there's an Irish centre there, and they do a carvery for, I think, £3.50. I've lived in Camden what? for four years. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, there's a carvery. Apparently it was two fifty, and it went up by a quid. And uh, <laughs> there was a lot of arguments, apparently. <laughs> I've lived in Camden for 25 years, and I've never known about this. Where did I... It's, um, it's near... I don't think they'd want me, actually, thinking about it. <laughs> Hello, I heard about your cheap carvery. <laughs> and then you can go, sorry, yeah. sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> And uh, moving over, uh, Sophie, what makes you diverse? I am brown and bisexual and married to Brodenow. <laughs> oh my God, I'm I just not. got an upgrade. <laughs> oh my hope, wife, hope my your wife is, is here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not married to anyone, but I have a floater in my eye, which I, it sounds worse than uh, it is. I've got like a little dark spot in one of my eyes, which I think is called a floater, or the optometrist was having a joke. You've got one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad was an eye surgeon. I know what those are. Oh. Cool. Yeah, Hashtag so. brag. <laughs> awesome. Thank Very Thank good you. piece of diversity. And uh, uh, Radu Isaac, uh, what makes you diverse? Uh, well, I have a, a funky name. Mm. Uh, basically, no, I'm kind of Romanian and. Uh, <laughs> kind of? I, I look kind of in the sense that, yeah, I'm Romanian. <laughs> You're rocking it pretty hard. The thing that really, I think, uh, makes me special is that I think my, uh, my family has like a very, very weirdly high life expectancy. Ooh. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I have like two grandparents. Like everybody in my family gets to live like till they're very, very old. So that adds a lot of pressure to your life. <laughs> How old are your grandparents? I recently found out that my grandpa is like the oldest dude in his village. Wow. But, like, does he live in Glasgow? Because that's, like, 40. I don't know how old he is, but he's, he looks really old. Okay. Fair enough. And I've known him for a long time. And he's, like, still alive. Wonderful team name there. Just curious, however, did you get it? Um, we uh, called ourselves Pop Pop, because Pop Pop is catchy and yes. buzzy, and because we are daddy. That's why we call ourselves Pop Pop. You are daddy. We are daddy. You are daddy. Yeah. All right. Hashtag everyone after the show, okay? Over to the king of facts, keeping us so in line that from above we look like synchronized swimmers. Please welcome Independence Quarter, Ned Sedgwick. <laughs> and uh, on the piano, breathing life into words, we have again Katie Pritchard, everybody. <laughs> Uh, Katie, do you have anything that makes you diverse? Um, yes, I'm allergic to antihistamines. Oh. What? Wait, 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 wait. So what do you take when you have an allergy attack? You just got to ride that out. Oh, wow. And hope for the best. So oh, oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. You guys should start a Facebook group. Uh, awesome. And uh, my name's Abigail Shaman. I am your host. Uh, what makes me diverse is uh, my first name's Abigailia. I'm the only one with my namesake. And uh, it's actually uh, Aramaic for mistake. So <laughs> part of that is true. Part of that's a lie. Uh, so, Ned, have you had a global experience this week? 
I'm actually going to ask you this, because I read about I was really hungover yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was looking at hangover cures, and I read about a prairie oyster. Oh, I think it's, I oh, think it's yeah. more central. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's, oh, what, it's a ball, like, isn't it? Well, Is it? in Canada, it's bull's testicles. Yeah. And they're deep fried, and that's a hangover cure. But in USA, it is basically a Bloody Mary, but instead of tomato juice, it's a raw egg. Oh, wow, yeah. very rocky. Did you have one? No, just a testicle for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Every week, our pianist takes a folk tune and invents a scores jingle with it. Think Alexander Graham Bell meets Alanis Morissette. I think that sums up Katie pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Katie, do you have the little jingle for us? I do, yeah. This is a very famous folk song by Edwin Starr called What It Is Good For. Some of you might know it. It's been in a few movies. I've reworded it like this. <laughs> Scores. Ned, tell us what they've scored or if they've got absolutely nothing. Tell us, Ned. <laughs> oh, my God, that is music to my ears. I'll be singing that all night long. Okay, so that, that, that suggested something I did not mean it to suggest. <laughs> Okay, first up is our themed round, and this week's theme is Seeing the Light. It's about death, Uh, guys. The theme's about death. I'm very excited. I I personally, I like a bit of death. Uh, My father is dead. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a little, little bit of light comedy there. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was cremated, so I keep his ashes in my liquor cabinet. Uh, he was an alcoholic. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> All the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz first with the correct answer. The hive mind gets a chance to answer after both teams of comedians have answered. So, fingers on buzzers. First question... Go ahead. What's your answer? No. Uh, fingers on buzzers. At funerals in the Philippines, what are cigarettes used for? Is it like currency, like in prison? Is it like, I'll give you a pack of 40 to embalm Granda. I like that idea very much. Uh, and then, like, after the funeral, it's just like a giant truck of cigarettes just comes backing in. Alison, do you agree or do you have something I, to I add? I don't know, because in Ireland, like, we use cigarettes at funerals as ways to say, I quit, but now a relative has died. <laughs> this one day, <laughs> I'm going to smoke what I like, you know? I do that all the time when someone dies, actually. It's like when my parents got divorced and they told me, they said, Alison, we're getting divorced. And I said, well, I'm a smoker now. And if you're going to treat me, if you're going to make me the child of a broken home, I'm going to act like one. And uh, I smoked for eight years. How, how, how old were you when your parents got divorced? 13. <laughs> you started smoking at 13. No, I started smoking at 12, but I didn't tell my parents about it until I was 13. <laughs> okay. You know, I'd waited for the divorce. Oh, of course. Of There's course. decorum, right? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Speaking of decorum, it's very distracting because on her note card, she just has butt stuff written on it. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. I uh, saw her scribbling something, and I was like, wow, my teammate is so diligent. <laughs> she's really on top of the game. No, she's writing butt stuff. <laughs> I try to write, write names of bands I'd like to be in. Do you know when you're... I just because i got a pen and a notebook, that's what I do. I'm so glad you're focused on the task at hand. <laughs> All right, uh, over to Pop Pop. At a Filipino funeral, what are cigarettes used for? Yeah, I got this. 
So basically, I think they're used to uh, cover up the real reason for the death. So basically what they do, they put a, a pack of cigarettes on the cadaver. Okay. And then they cover up the fact that they killed the person. <laughs> <laughs> because they have cigarettes, they can't they, they be have murdered. The, yeah, the cadaver has cigarettes on them, and they, they just kind of say, well, he died because he was a smoker. Ah. Not because of the uh, knife wounds. Oh. So <laughs> you, could, you could be looking at your dad, like, in the coffin and go... Oh, I can't believe a pack of cigarettes shot my dad. <laughs> yeah. That makes perfect sense. I feel like the cigarette pack probably is used to hide bullet wounds and the like. I think the cigarettes themselves are probably used uh, for the widow or widower to look cool and mysterious. Uh, yeah. Um, and sort of attract a future mate. Yeah, because everyone knows after funerals you get busy. Am I right? <laughs> so much Genuinely, in Ireland, it's like funerals are Irish Tinder. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> aren't you, aren't, isn't it all just your cousins, though? Yeah, that's yeah, the best as part. I said. <laughs> Irish Tinder. <laughs> oh my God, I've got some sexy cousins. Yeah, I actually do. <laughs> I've met one of your cousins, and he is sexy. Is he? Yeah. He is. Uh, hive mind, over to you. Uh, what do you think uh, cigarettes are used for in funerals in the Philippines? Okay, very nice. Put them on the grave. Do they get sponsorship by using a specific brand of cigarettes to fund the funeral? Okay, funds the funeral. Uh, anyone else? Dust. Dust. Yeah, you know, like, we would throw dust, throw a cigarette on when it's in the ground. Okay, they use it as dust. Very cool. Uh, so, uh, hive mind, if you think it's, they take the cigarettes and put them on the graves, buzz now. Buzz. If they use the cigarettes to fund the funeral... <laughs> okay, or if they use it for dust. <laughs> okay, I think you guys picked put them on the grave, and you are wrong. Uh, the corpse is treated as if it's alive, and it is dressed, propped up, and given a lit cigarette. Uh, because smoking will kill you, but not if you're dead. Uh, yes, this is a uh, uh, Tinguan people. They basically have a big party because they don't believe the soul necessarily leaves the body straight away. Mm. So the wake, they put them in their best clothes, they give them a lit cigarette, and they're like, we're just having a party with you. And he just sits there, and that's like, that's a funeral. Oh, I think that's, re like, really sweet. Also I, creepy. But I, actually, I do Zombie. think it's quite a good way of, like, yeah. I don't know. Celebrating the life of Yeah, you. exactly. It's like, let's actually... Yeah. Let's chill with zombie grandpa. <laughs> Unless he actually died from smoking. Yeah, in which case it's a bit insensitive. <laughs> uh, moving on to the next question. If you live in the town of Nevis in Spain, uh, what has to happen to you to earn a place in one of the coffins being paraded for the festival of San... Santa Marta de Ribetium. What he said. <laughs> so what do you have to do to earn a place in one of the coffins at... Yes. I think you have to wake up from a, a coma. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> right. I forgot what the festival's name was, but it seemed to be like something to do with repetition, so you kind of look like you died, and then you come back, and then you, maybe you get killed during the festival. Okay. <laughs> yes, a bit of murder. A bit of murder always lightens up a festival, of course. Oh, I thought uh, maybe it could be like a comedian-specific thing. So mm. if anyone has like a really terrible death during the year, that they're sort of paraded in coffin. This is a recurring dream that I have. <laughs> paraded in a coffin uh, for all their loved ones to look at. 
Oh. Maybe suffer some sort of humiliation to widen it out because it's unlikely to. So if, if you do something If you've done something embarrassing, then you'll... You go into the yeah. coffin. Shamed, Ooh, yeah. I like that. Shame. And then over to 800 years, what do you think it might be? Well, say if you like a brand of cereal and you collect tokens off the cereal box and then maybe save up about 50 of them, then you're allowed to be in a coffin. <laughs> it's a prize. It's a know? prize. Yeah. I once did a sitcom where there was a funeral and uh, I just took loads of pictures of myself in the coffin like it was a Ferrari or something like that. Yeah. was that your profile picture? It is my profile picture. <laughs> and uh, the guy that we employed to be in the coffin the whole time fell asleep several times during the shoot and snored very badly. <laughs> this was during uh, not only a sitcom, but your comedy sitcom that you wrote. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that. Yeah. That, I I'm will humble. because while you were doing it, someone fell asleep. <laughs> Comedy gold, people. Ronan, do you have anything to add? Uh, uh, yeah, like, I don't know if the standards of beauty are the same for, like, the dead as they are for living, but to be in the parade, you have to be, like, a dead hottie. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we gotta get the best-looking corpses and parade them down the street. I feel like the room has turned against me. Uh, for the record, I am not attracted to dead people. Just my cousins. All your cousins. <laughs> the incest, necrophilia. Taking all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, hive mind. What do you think it is? Uh, how do you earn a place in the coffin to be paraded at the festival? Santa Marta de Ribetemia. Yeah. What do you think it is? Die. You have to die. die? You know what? It's almost like it was staring us in the face the whole time. <laughs> die. Anyone else got one? Die heroically? Die heroically. Ooh. Ooh. Killed in a bullfight. Killed in a bullfight. Very nice. Okay, so if you think that you get to be in the coffin if you just died, buzz. Okay. Uh, if you died heroically? If you were killed in a bullfight? Mm, I think you guys went uh, bullfight, and um, let me tell you, you are wrong. Oh. Uh, uh, you have to have survived a near-death experience, ah. and that's how you get in the coffin. He, yeah, coma was kind of close. Yeah, but, coma was close. Um, not close enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, if oh, yeah, you the, the coma thing, yeah, yeah, I wish yeah. I. Had to... <laughs> <laughs> well, like the way I said the coma thing was close, and you I were like, "Who said really, that?" <laughs> really, I'm trying to remember what I, what I said. But... Yeah, yeah, coma is good, and also I played some really rough pubs, so I think that yeah, <laughs> yeah, having yeah, a bad gig. Well, apparently, it's like anything from like an illness or a like coma. near car crash or anything. <laughs> Comedy set, gone and, right. And um, <laughs> you, you get paraded round in a coffin as if you're dead, and then you kind of spring out at the end. And your family members who didn't nearly die have to carry you around. So you're like, you know, brother. You're like, oh, you didn't nearly die, so you've got to put me on your shoulder. And they're proper heavy coffins. <laughs> and then they, like, spring out at the end, and they apparently you get very drunk, and everyone tells their stories. With added profanity, it's specified as well. <laughs> so it's like, I nearly died. Shit. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Like, the Spanish really know how to party. <laughs> yeah, they do. apparently it comes from pagan. It's like a, originally a pagan thing. How's my answer not close enough? <laughs> because you didn't remember you'd said it. <laughs> 
that because everybody's answer was really long and tedious and wrong. <laughs> All right, Raddick, you have a chance to uh, reclaim victory here with the next question, so uh, get ready. In Western funeral custom, why is a body always carried out feet first? Oh, I feel like in Ireland, this would be uh, so that you can kick your enemies up the arse. Okay. Very good. I like the way you're thinking here. What if the coffin falls forward and you're alive and then you can just stand up <laughs> and go, hey, guys, it's cool. <laughs> you can land on your feet like a cat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you got nine lives. Pop-Pop, do you have any ideas? Because it's believed in Western culture that when you die, death starts from your feet and then goes all the way up to your brain because most people die in comas. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's what we believe in the West, uh, but uh, thank you. Thank you for that. I'm sure it's right. <laughs> uh, Sophie, do you have anything to add? I think maybe it's because like, as you're going outside the church, like the stairway to heaven just starts like an elevator at like the exit so you can like just hop out and just climb straight up whereas if you went head first you'd have to sort of moonwalk to heaven which oh. sounds right but is wrong um. <laughs> Ooh, i like that very much and then moving to the hive mind in the western funeral custom why is the body always carried out feet first who has some guesses here because you came into the world usually with your head out Ooh. and obviously the other way. Okay, so you came into the world head first and you're leaving feet first. Cool. And that is science. <laughs> that is science. We can't take that away from you. Anyone else? Just tradition. Tradition? I love your answers, man. What's your name? Dan. Dan? I love Dan. He's like, what? What? Because you're dead. That's why you're in a coffin. You're dead. Why do we do this? Because tradition. Stop asking questions. I realize this whole panel is uh, the idea is to ask and guess questions, but can we just cut to the chase? <laughs> Fucking tradition, stop asking about it. Okay, dad. Fair enough. We're canceling the podcast. Yeah, there we go. This is a real short one. Dad Cole. He, he's, he's found the secret. <laughs> Anyone else? I might have one. Yes, go yeah. on. Katie playing for the hive mind. Is it because the feet are lighter, so you can have the smaller people carrying the coffin at the front and then the taller people at the back who might be stronger? And there is a weak woman who's carried a coffin. <laughs> and I know where you're coming from. Okay, these are great answers. So, if you think it is because you enter the world head first, you leave the world feet first, buzz now. Buzz. If you think you do it for tradition, buzz now. I mean, he is right that it, it is a tradition. It's not the answer, but he is right. And if you think it's because the feet are lighter, so weaker people can carry the lighter part of the body, buzz now. Okay. I think it's that one. You, you do? Well, uh, Hive Mind, you went head first, and I am here to tell you that you are wrong again. Oh, oh this is a tough one, isn't it? Uh, it is so the dead person cannot look back into the house and bring someone with them. Oh. Because oh, that's what you want to do, isn't it? <laughs> Finally, uh, away from all these horrible people. Uh, be like, hey, I want this cousin to come with me. Yeah. They're quite fit. And actually, you know, there are two answers I was going to accept for this. And one of them is what Pop Pop said. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of for also, it could be mimicking the movement of a body. So feet first. Oh. You're going forward, you're walking out. And also, it's because feet are lighter. 
So they started doing it. Yeah, but nobody buzzed for it. That's why you've got a buzz oh, for the right, right answer. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you, you really done goofed there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there are a few different ideas. And, but the Victorians really believed in kind of spiritualism. And it bred this thing where if they're looking into the house, there's this thing about doors being portals, traditionally. If you're looking into the house whilst you go over that threshold, your power is increased. And it's like, no, 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 come with me, come with me, come with me. Ooh. Through. So it's like, twist them around and out. But they think the actual origin of it is because it's actually just easier to carry somebody like that. Carry yeah. So, Katie, you were right, <laughs> so but the wrong. hive mind yes. was wrong. Oh. Oh. And that is the end of the round. <laughs> Scores. Ned, tell us if they've scored or got absolutely nothing. Tell us, Ned. Ned. <laughs> um, well, two teams got absolutely nothing. The Hive Mind and 800 Years. And Pop Pop have five points. We are daddy. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And the next round is everyone's favorite... Idioms! Yes! What is the meaning of this foreign phrase, which we have literally translated into English? Now, to keep things clear, we avoid phrases which are used in uh, more than one country. So the French say faux pas, but that literally translates here as Brexit. (laughs) (laughs) So, in Arabic, they say, my leg is on your leg. What do they mean? Is yeah. it? I've just been on the London tube with you. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, I was on the central line today. I genuinely feel like I might have gotten pregnant. Like, you're just <laughs> so on top of each other. So is it sort of like, my leg is on your leg? I'm squashed on yeah. the tube with you. Yeah. Over to Pop Pop. 
I think it means uh, that you feel very strongly about someone, and I think it comes from an Arabic song which goes, Your legs are my leg, and my legs are your leg. It would take an eternity to break us. <laughs> oh, that was absolutely beautiful. I think it's to do with that song exactly, but also uh, it's uh, sort of like saying, I'm a bad dancer while dancing with mm-hmm. the person. Yeah, yeah, the person that you feel strongly about. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So they sing the song, they dance, and then uh, you step on their leg. Okay. <laughs> and very then you say, my leg is on your leg. <laughs> Fabulous. Very, and then very you get specific. married. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think I knew any Arabic songs, but I totally knew that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're so, so much diverse than we thought we were. Uh, hive mine. Uh, in Arabic, they say, my leg is on your leg. What do you think it means? Chat up line, chat up line, okay. Hey baby, my leg is on your <laughs> leg. And then they get a drink thrown in their face. Okay, yeah, yes, you, my friend. It means that the person, like, if someone says this, it means that they don't go anywhere without taking me with them. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Uh, they go, I follow you everywhere. Follow everywhere. Aww. It's what you say to yourself when you cross your legs and you have multiple personality disorders. I bet that's right. (laughs) I bet that's right. So you say it to yourself when you have multiple personality disorder. There's one person who raised their hand in the back, yes? Is it what's mine is yours? What's mine is yours? I love that the hive mind is building a more compassionate world. (laughs) Okay, so Buzz, if you think, is it a chat apply? Okay, no one thought that. I'll follow you wherever you go. You have multiple personalities <laughs> and your legs are touching each other and that. Okay. Nice. And if you think it's what's mine is yours, Buzz? Which one do you think I they think were? I think they went for the right answer. All right. Hi, mine. Means I am following you or sticking with you, yes. Hi, mine member, do you have any knowledge of that or... <laughs> Buried the lead there on that. Yeah. In Cambodia, they say, you're kicking the wind. Whatever do they mean? Pop up. Uh, I think it means that you are fighting like a sort of like losing battle. If you're kicking the wind, the wind doesn't usually get hurt. So you're like, what you're doing is useless or expending useless energy. Mm, yeah, I think so, yeah. It yeah. means you, you sort of need to give up. So we got the right answer. You're kicking the wind if you're trying to, to yeah. come up with a So if anyone answer. tries to answer after this, they're yeah. just kicking the wind. Exactly. Kicking okay, wind. very cool. And on that note, 800 years. I'm still gonna. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a PG version of pissing against the wind, you know? I think it might mean, like, you're wasting time. Like, I've just spent 14 hours on Twitter. I'm kicking the wind. <laughs> and I did that yesterday. Yeah. We've all done that. <laughs> Hive mind, what do you think? You're kicking the wind in Cambodian. What does that saying mean? Procrastinating. Procrastinating? Uh, yes. Is it what you do to someone who's got uh, bad flatulence? <laughs> uh, you does do the it. flatulence go back up its own arsehole? <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have to kick really, really hard to get the fart back up their arsehole. Yeah. You're kicking the wind. Uh, very good. Anyone else? That like you're fighting imaginary enemies. Fighting imaginary enemies. That said with confidence. <laughs> it is. No. It's no. us. Awesome. I'm not from Cambodia. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. And, uh, yeah, well, the French were there for a bit, so why don't we. 
why don't we send some blame over to them? It wasn't just us. Start apologizing. 800 years. Which we found was only All right, uh, hive mind, if you think it's procrastinating, buzz now. If you think it's kicking someone with bad wind, uh, buzz now. Great. Uh, and if you think it's fighting imaginary friends, buzz now. No or imaginary Enemies. people. Imaginary, <laughs> imaginary people. Uh, so you guys think it's fighting imaginary people, foes, or friends. And uh, nope, you are wrong. It is, uh, simply means you are unemployed. No. You are kicking the wind. You are unemployed. In Italy, they say, you've thrown the package. Whatever do they mean? Yes, oh. Bronin, uh, for 800 years. That has to be wanking. <laughs> like, I'm going home to throw the package. <laughs> I mean. Well, if it doesn't mean that now, it, or it did, it, it does now, for sure. Yeah, and I know I've gotten absolutely nothing right this entire podcast, but if I don't know a euphemism for wanking, then I don't know anything. Okay. I think it I actually it. means you impregnated somebody because you threw the package. Oh. Okay. Were you so, the guy on the tube? <laughs> I've never heard that has to be wanking said with such confidence. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Normally you say that where you're a bit afraid. You're like, that has to be wanking. <laughs> it's a packed train. <laughs> so you think it's wanking, Brona, and then Alison, do you agree? I think it's uh, when you work for a postal company that you're not happy with and you're throwing the package. It's not really an idiom, is yeah, it? Yeah, that's just a literal thing you do. <laughs> I don't know, it could be. <laughs> no, I yeah, actually, but that's I'm not, not quite sure what an idiom is. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. You know what? You're doing great. Keep writing butt stuff. Uh, uh, and then, uh, Sophie, do you agree that it means to impregnate someone over here? Pop, no, pop. I, I don't think it necessarily means get someone pregnant. I think it means that you've like sort of missed your shot so like someone's made like two attempts to contact you but you were out and now they've returned the package to the sorting depot I think it means you've, you've thrown your package you missed out you missed you got pregnant out. it's over okay mm -hmm. you got pregnant you missed out but you got pregnant <laughs> <laughs> conflicting ideas there but a great answer and uh and hive mind uh you've thrown the package uh the saying in Italy what does it mean giving up giving up Uh, miss an appointment. Like you drop the ball. Like you made a mistake. Dro drop the ball. All of these are things you can do while wanking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to panic because I know there are some Italians in the audience, and I think they've answered. So that usually it. means people send me a message saying, "You ask this question, <laughs> and it's not a thing." Uh, is, is there any Italians you want to in the back there? Confess. Confess. Oh. I think it means confess. I would vote for that, Hive Mind. <laughs> if, uh, Hive Mind, if you think it means to give up, buzz now. <laughs> if you think it is miss an appointment, buzz now. If you think it's drop the ball, buzz now. If you think it's confess, buzz now. All right, you think it's confess? And uh, Ned, I will take this one over to you. Uh, well, what did you write down? Where, where are you from in Italy? Oh, it's a uh, Piedmontese phrase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it means to stand someone up. Yeah, if you stood someone up. Wait, are you from Piedmont? Yeah, I'm uh, from Piedmont. Oh, fuck's sake. Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a Friulian phrase. <laughs> Oh. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, so I was fine. Okay, so okay, yeah, we yeah. were right. You yeah. were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were right with Not that. turning up to an appointment or standing someone up for a date? Yeah, standing up for a date. Anything, okay. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. like what did, I said. Did, did they buzz behind it? Did, did they didn't. You're like Remain, you had the right answer, but you didn't convince the people. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the overwhelming buzz was for to confess. Also, also, all you need is just a confident like a man to say you. something wrong. Yeah, said that. <laughs> I really love this debate for points that you guys all have right now. Well, I would just also like to point out say, that to no, stand someone up is also sorry, wanking. Sorry we missed you. Sorry? I, say, I was talking about the sorry we missed you. Do you think? Yeah. Like you've thrown your package. We came twice and you were out. No, that's not the same. <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I think that was a great round and a wonderful debate. And uh, and uh, you then... could say it was a mass debate. Oh. So, in joint last place is oh. 800 years and Pop Pop with five points apiece. Oh, and in first place, it's a hive mind with ten Whee! points. Uh, now, 800 years may be in last place, but at least we're free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in the EU. <laughs> All right, the next round is the team's round. A member of each team has come prepared with a question based on their culture or family background. Perhaps one of our comedians is from a culture who made public human sacrifices as part of a ritual, or as the young people call it, Twitter. Uh, 800 years, do you have a question for Pop Pop? Yeah, what does it mean in the Irish language if I was to say a uh, on Awan Agat, which translates as you can have seaweed? You can have seaweed. What do you think it means, Papa? Uh, it means you're not welcomed to coming and joining us uh, for dinner <laughs> so you can go outside <laughs> and have seaweed. <laughs> And I think I also heard omelette in there, so maybe it's like seaweed omelette, which might be like a good thing. So you're telling people, you're basically telling them you can cook something uh, yourself. Uh, just leave. Don't bother me. Can you repeat the question? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what would it mean to say you can have seaweed? And if you want to hear the Irish again, um, because I'm really sexy when I speak it. It's, oh, you're uh, speaking Irish? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. She just thought you were drunk. Speak on Owen Agat. Does that you, help? You can have seaweed means go do it yourself. Like go, like if you want to, if you're hungry, you can have seaweed. You can go do it yourself. So uh, doesn't mean either of those two things. Either go do it yourself or leave my house and go make a seaweed omelet outside. <laughs> I mean, it sort of means both. It basically means you can fuck off. <laughs> Very nice. Very good. I was trying not to be dirty, but yeah, that's what I meant by <laughs> getting a seaweed yeah, omelet. I think, I think that's points to Pop Pop. All right, points to Pop Pop. Very exciting. The hive mind does not care. <laughs> They're like, what about our points? Well, hive mind, you have a chance to earn some points because, Pop-Up, what is your question for the hive mind? Okay, my question 
for the hive mind uh, is about the country of Cameroon, um, which is a bilingual, many other languages, but uh, mainly uh, two languages, uh, English and French. In the Anglophone region, there has been some repression from the Francophone region recently, which means that no one in the Anglophone region has gone to school for the last uh, year or so. But every international day, there's a big parade and all the school children parade, but there were no school children in the Anglophone region to parade. So a certain group of people were taken by the government and paraded on television pretending to be school children. <laughs> and what group of people was that? Trump supporters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, okay, what do you guys think it is? Dwarfs. Dwarfs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyone else? Prisoners. Prisoners. Pretending to be school children. <laughs> Maybe that's how some of them got into prison. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> uh, yes. Pensioners. Pensioners. <laughs> they have nothing to do. Uh, the teachers. The teachers themselves. If you think it's dwarfs, buzz now. Buzz. If you think it's prisoners. No one. Okay. Pensioners. Teachers. All right, I think you guys went for dwarfs there. And uh, uh, the answer was actually prisoners. convicts to parade around pretending to be school children and then when they tried to get them back at the end of the day half of them had escaped yes. <laughs> oh Cameron that's amazing <laughs> that is amazing yeah you got points, yeah, you get points. and then uh, Hive Mind has a question for 800 years from uh, Antoine yes from France Yes, go ahead with your question for 800 years. Um, from France and more specifically from Brittany, which is a region at the west of France, in mm. where we have something called a Cunyaman. What is a Cunyaman? A Cunyaman. Cunyaman. <laughs> go on again. Cunyaman. 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 <laughs> yeah? Cunyaman. It's think... so beautiful in the Quinyaman. Irish accent. It's a brogue, isn't it? Cunyaman. I think it's a man named Quinn. And you go, look at your man. Cunyaman. I mean, I obviously agree. Cunyaman. Uh, and I also feel that the man named Quinn, the Cunyaman, if you will, yeah. uh, also sells quinoa. Quinya, quinoa man. Yes. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, and I, mean, I know French. <laughs> he's doing very well these days. It's quite in. Yeah. <laughs> Quinn used to sell potatoes, but no, he's moved on to quinoa. <laughs> Quinium man. Quinium man. Antoine, is that correct? Um, sorry, no, but it, it is food related. Oh, oh. Quinium man. <laughs> Quinium man. Oh. It's a traditional cake made of only uh, sugar and butter. Oh. Sugar and cod. Yeah. It's a <laughs> Sugar and butter. Oh, butter. Okay. Alison heard what she wanted to hear, which is she is gagging for a cake that's made of sugar and cod. That's one of the fish cakes he made yeah. you were so wrong. Yeah, fish cakes. I demand my cake element of fish cake. Well, thank you so much for that, Antoine. And that is the end of the round. <laughs> Tell us if they've scored or got absolutely nothing. Tell us this! Ned! 
in third place, it's 800 years with five <laughs> points. Uh, second place, it's the Hive Mind with 15 oh. points. Oh. And who's in the first place? Pop Pop with 20 <laughs> points. Where your daddy? Thank you. A begrudging clap from the hive mind. Uh, next up is the sign round. Okay, so everyone is marching these days, and some protesters come home to see hilarious slogans of their signs on Facebook and Instagram. Teams, we'd like you to make a share-worthy sign, and Ned will award points for his favorite. For example, one horrible sign at an alt-right rally said, Homo sex is sin. And a brave man came and stood next to him with a sign placed just underneath that said, Sensational! (laughs) (laughs) He placard bombed the guy. That's fucking awesome. So it wound up saying, Homo sex is sensational! Oh my God, I love that. So uh, you have 30 seconds to write your slogan for today's protest. And the protest is against austerity measures. So you have 30 seconds, and uh, Katie Pritchard, could we have uh, some delightful music while we wait for the signs to be made? Of course. Have we got any more requests? Are we doing them on the tin whistle again? If you'd like, yeah, I feel like... Oh, no, I no. wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, we'll, we'll have the tin whistle. I, 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 I love, you, I love you the tin whistle. Do Irish National Anthem. Yeah, firework. do you have uh, Firework by Katy Perry on the tin whistle? <laughs> Oh, no, that's the wrong one, isn't it? <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> I could improvise a song. Baby, yeah, yeah, just for Ned. Okay. Ned, 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 Ned. Join in when you know it. Ned, 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 Ned. 15 seconds, guys. Ned, 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 that song absolutely delightful. Ned, didn't you like that song? Anyway, please, can you take the attention away? (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Guys, okay, so your lovely placards uh, for Against Austerity Measures. Pop, pop, what do you have for us? We were kind of inspired by Alison in our answering to this question, so we've just gone with... Yes. (laughs) Austerity butts. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Love it. Love the pictures. That's great. And uh, over here for 800 years, what do you have? So Brona and I agreed that we'd have four different sections for our protests. We are just active protesters. So active. And I could only think of one. So I just have a sad face (laughs) for my one. And then it says... No austerity, please. I'm lactose intolerant. (laughs) (laughs) And then I wrote two poems. The first is, I'm anti-austerity, pro-prosperity. Watch me flip you the bird with dexterity. And then I tried to draw a middle finger, but it just looks like a cactus. (laughs) Um, And then I had less time for the second poem, so I wrote, nurses shouldn't have to use food banks, you cunts. Hive Mind, did you come up with any cool slogans you'd put on your placards to fight against austerity? 
Pion Austerity for Posterity. Yes. Ah, ah Austerity for Posterity. I like that very much. It was fabulous. A round of applause Woo! for the hive mind, I think. <laughs> Guys, we have one final round. The final round is our quick fire round. So, hive mind, if you have an answer, you shout buzz, then shout out the answer as loud as you can. Fingers on buzzers and time starts now. What 2010 Oscar-winning film was known in Germany as Deadly Commando? Naked Gun? 800 years, that is. <laughs> that won an Oscar. <laughs> that, that is, that I should have won an Oscar. That is a no, and it did not come out in 2010, but I like the way you think. Anyone else? In, nope, not in Glorious Bastards. Oh, was it Sniper, the, the Bradley Cooper one? Sniper Man? Nope. I, <laughs> no, it was the Hurt Locker. Next question. In uh, the Western Zodiac, if you were born on the 24th of March, what sign would you be? Buzz Aries. Uh, no. Oh. Buzz Aries. Buzz Aries, one for Hive Mind. Liechtenstein and Uzbekistan are the only landlocked countries which are also what? Bang! Principalities. Uh, no. Oh, fuck. Not near water. Really hard to spell. Really hard to spell. <laughs> I think that deserves a point, but that is wrong. The answer is surrounded entirely by other countries landlocked as well. What country was formerly known as New Holland? What country? Yes, uh, Pop-Pop. Belgium? No. L uh, Luxembourg? No. It was Holland, and then it got old. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. The answer is Australia. Oh. Ooh. All right. What country is Yakult from? Japan. Japan. Yes, yes to 800 years. Yes. Japan. Okay. Finish this line from one of New Zealand's national anthems. Preaching love and truth to man... Guide her in the nations. What? Wombs. Buzz. Buzz I heard a buzz here first. Hand? No, not hand. Oh, I hand. was gonna say flan. Flan. No. <laughs> buzz. Holy land. Holy land. No. Oh. Womb. No. The answer is van. <gasps> really, a van. A van. I knew it would rhyme, and all I could think of was flan. <laughs> in English. We say, too many cooks spoil the broth. In French, they say, too many captains... What? Pop-up. Uh, sink the ship? Yes, it was capsize the boat, so points to Pop-Pop. Finish this Russian joke from the 2018 Football World Cup. What do you call the type of attack most commonly executed by the Russian national football team? Buzz defense. Buzz defense, no? Buzz the <laughs> no, but Is that off my own heart? Is it they scorched the turf of the football field so no one can play football at it? Uh, like no. they did with their lands? Yeah. <laughs> and start. It, is it just drinking? No. One more. If you got one. Uh, panic. <laughs> Yep, uh, that's it. Yes, it's panic attack. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, I just said a word. <laughs> you were just saying what you were doing. Yeah, I was like, okay. Panic attack, just barely eking it out there, and we are out of time, and that's the end of the show. <laughs> score. Yeah. Ned, tell us if they've scored or got absolutely nothing. Tell us, Ned. 
In third place, it is 800 years, okay, but enough. as normal, they have a moral victory. Uh, <laughs> and also, we had fun. Yeah, and um, with 30 points, in second place, it was Pop Pop, meaning Hive Mind of the Winners. So does the Hive Mind win the Quinoa Man? Uh, well, uh, Quinya Man. Quinya Man. Quinya Man. You uh, some Quinya cake that you have to make yourself with butter and cod. <laughs> have fun with that because that is the end of the show. So it's my leg on your leg in consenting way, of course, to our winners, but a last minute goodbye glance from the corpse to our losers. And I'll leave you on this Gaelic proverb. Ooh. A cat in mittens won't catch much mice, which means cozy politeness doesn't get the job done. So until oh, we know that 800 years. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, until the next episode, my dear, sweet, clever, kind audience, you can all fuck off. <laughs> so, but first, please give it up for Radu, Isaac, Sophie, Joker, Allison, Spittle. Rona C. Titley, Ned Sedgwick in Pendant's Corner, Katie Pritchard on the keys, and you, the hive mind. I have been Abigail, and good night. You have been listening to Global Pillage, hosted by me, Abigail Shaman, and created by Deborah Francis White. The show's questions were set by Ned Sedgwick. The program associate was Jessica Postecue. The Global Pillage theme was composed by Mark Hodge. The recording engineer was by Chris Sharp. The producer of the Spontaneity Shop was Tom Zielinski. Thanks so much, Zoe and Sally, and everyone at King's Place. For more information about this and other episodes, please visit globalpillage.net. Thank you guys so much for coming. Okay, never mind. We're still here. This is the fun of coming to a podcast recording is you can't leave till we do all the boring bits. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Listen, I know I'm not Deborah, but fuck you guys, okay? I've done my goddamn best. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.